Greetings and welcome back to another round of shenanigans with controllers and couches. I am one half of the Muppetry, <laughs> full metal chicken. And I'm stiff. For five. And welcome back. Yes. To our Halloween extravaganza. Halloween extravaganza. And for all of those listening, in case you're making pasta sauce, um, I may have put in too much vine at the very beginning. I don't Again. know what happened to your obsession. Like, all of a sudden, in the last year and a half, you've had this obsession with overkilling all these flavourings. I don't know. Maybe it's just my sense of taste or smell. I don't know. Weird. You're getting old. Maybe I got the corona when I don't even realise it. Let's not even joke. Yeah, about that's probably that. it is. Um, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Hope you're doing safe. Hope you're doing well. Um, as we're recording this, it's the 1st of October. The 1st of... Woo! Um, one shopping centre in Victoria had an outbreak of 12 <laughs> cases. So we're poised for there to be another extension Yay. on uh, lockdown. So it is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. But honestly, if this particular shopping centre um, has this kind of outbreak... Um, well, what's left for the rest of the world? What's left for everyone else? Um, it's very foreboding. But it's Halloween, so yeah, foreboding, very much so. Yes. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, today we wanted to talk about... Oh, do you want to do a quiz first? Yeah, do a quiz first. Alrighty. Um, so today's selected quiz is answer some movie questions to see which horror movie villain matches your personality. Okay, so... You ready, fam? Yeah, choose a pumpkin. So there's one pumpkin uh, with, with a like, green smoke flare. Yeah, and there's another pumpkin with a sort of whitish smoke flare coming out the left hand side. Then there's a glow in the dark club pumpkin mask. Yeah. Then there's one that looks like kind of happy. It looks well, like it's a, like a kitty holding a pumpkin and it's been sharpied. Yeah. Instead of cut out. Then there's one that's got like a really big mouth that's all lit up. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's this like really spookily carved one that looks really, really cool. Yeah. I think I'm going to go for white flare. I'm going to go for the bottom right one. Okay. Um, okay. Continue. Don't Choose a Halloween image. So we've got the... Jack-o'-lanterns. Jack-o'-lanterns. Um, the... A spooky person behind a frosted pane of glass. And you can just see the like outline. poltergeist. Um, yeah. Two happy skeletons chilling at a club. It's <laughs> um, front yard yeah, decorated. Uh, there's a person wearing a pumpkin with smoke coming through. Oh, that can't be bad for their sinuses. No, not but it's okay. And then there's like a skull on some books and some woods. I'm gonna go for the forest. I'm gonna go for the jack o' lanterns. I think that looks cool. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> What are you most scared of? Needles, the dark, clowns, spiders, water, nightmares. Needles. Needles. Yay. That's a nice little insulin needle they got there. Yeah. Uh, choose a treat. So you've got, looks to be chocolate brownies. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Sour. Some gummy worms. Gummy worms. Cookies and cream. Uh, we've got, looks like, you know, chocolate. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. And. Cupcakes with icing. Yeah. Oof, I'm going to go brownies. Ooh, uh, what do we do? What do we do? It's a toss up. It's a toss up. I'm gonna go for the uh, chocolate. Okay. 
Okay, lastly, how would your friends describe you? Intense, honest, smart, quiet, creative, funny. I would say out of all those, you're funny. Yeah, funny. Out of all those, what am I? You are funny. Okay. Creative. Don't, creative? Creative. Cho- smart. Oh, it's hard. I need you to choose it. Smart. Okay, now I have to retake the whole quiz. Why? Because I selected the wrong thing. <laughs> I didn't read it though. I don't, let me just redo. Uh, the forest needles i said the brownies and what do you say smart all right who'd you get i got chucky from child's play 1988 oh yeah. i got jason Voorhees from friday the 13th 1980 which is one of your favorites so would have gone for mike good old mikey myers you know, every year in October, I, I count down the days until the Merkins release their annual Slash Street Boys yep. parody. I wonder what this one's going to be. I don't know. The one that they did two years ago, the I'll Kill You That Way. Yeah, that was the best. Chef's that Kiss. Chef's... What? <laughs> um, talking about not being a Chef's Kiss, we have three reviews for you today. One is a movie, the other two are TV shows. Yep. Birds of Prey. Subpar. Well, as I said, Birds Prey is the inspiration of Harley Quinn. I'd probably yeah. give it a five. It was I kind of gave up watching it about halfway through. I I zoned out. Um, I like her as a character. I like it. Just honestly, they made her seem stupid. It, you could tell that it was for female fanfare to generate some more female yeah. fans in. Um, and they tried to make it like really girly and shit, which look, I'm not opposed to, but it just got too young adult fan fiction for me. Yeah. And they made Black Mask just a complete, you know, waste of character. Oh, uh, and Huntress. Huntress, complete waste of character. Just, they made Huntress. This little bitch. Yeah. Oh my God. Isn't she Arrow's girlfriend in no. that canon? Okay. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah. It's a different... Different canon. But, yeah, there's multiple Black Canaries, but essentially his girlfriend is Black Canary. So the singer. No, different Black Canary. No, no, no. There's Black Canary and there's Huntress. Yes. They're two separate people. The crossbow killer is Huntress, right? I thought that in the first season of Arrow, how he ends up with the girl whose father's part of the mafia, I thought that was Huntress. No. I'm not sure. It's been a while. But uh, Arrow season one. They changed a lot of stuff. So I don't like that they've just watered down a lot of the characters. But like Sonic Blast, sure. The cop ex-girlfriend, the one who he killed his sister, her sister, yeah. that's Black Canary. Okay. But in this canon, Black Canary was the singer. singer. So a different reiteration. Yeah. But also, too, the filmography. Sure, they went for, like, all the... You know, when in the police station scene, when they go through... Well, Harley goes through with the grenade launchers. And it's just all, you know, glitter and everything. Sure, that looked cool, but it was just... I don't know. Just summing up the movie for what it was. It was just to basically switch your brain off. Go watch. Um... Not bad, but it was bad. What do you think? I think I'm right. I think I was right. But would you say that... No. No, about what I'm saying. You are correct. 
because they didn't even like honestly the mask it's as a villain black mask is a lot worse than that and also is that victor zaz yes she is she is i told you i told you see i stopped watching arrow so i i don't know what else has happened it's season one yeah <sighs> never mind i told you Told you, except yeah. All right, whatever. Anyway, pass or fail? Fail. Fail. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, do you want to talk about Jack Ryan or Yellowstone first? Uh, do Yellowstone. Uh, we watched seasons one and two because season three is not yet available on yep. DVD. Yeah. I'm gonna give it about an eight out of ten. Yeah, I give it like a nine. Um. I think what's coming is going to be eradication. That's a nice way of putting it. It's basically what do they call it? A neo western. Uh, set in Montana, and there's what on outside looking in you think they're a loaded um, cattle station family, but you find out that they're struggling to make by. Um, and John Dutton, who's the patriarch of the family, and he's got a ton of kids, and shit goes down, and he's very craftfully put them in positions of power that would help the family, the family out. And there's a lot of like scandals and betrayal and stuff and it centers around like the family but then they also have a lot of um like government infiltration and uh the employees and stuff yeah and rips the boss rips the boss he's machine um and it's interesting because obviously it's been renewed for a fourth season too yeah they renewed it before season three even yeah. yet which is promising and um it's cool because it's actually filmed, like the actual ranch is filmed on Chief Justice Ranch. Um, and it's a actual location, Location, which is cool. You go and actually have a look at it and take tours and stuff. So, yeah, that was nice to find out. Um, but seeing how they play the politics of it is good. Yeah. There's some backstabbing going on there. And they don't reveal to you all the information at once. Like... They'll, for example, the daughter, uh, Beth, right? Yeah. They make her very jaded and very broken and very cruel. And then slowly over, like, episodes, they reveal to you why she is so, um, like, what led her to be that way, why she fights with her brothers, why her dad relies on her. Yeah. Um, and, like, with Casey and stuff. And, like, he's torn between his wife, who's... Well, they technically live on the res. Yeah. And so he's torn between both sides the of the family and you realise how things came to be and it's just really craftily laid out. Yeah. But it looks as though Jamie is set... I feel like he's set to become the enemy in a way. Just because... Of I think they've set him up to be that way but I think something's going to happen and I don't want to spoil it but I think he's going to get... a a bigger position than what he thought he was set out to be. Like you reckon he's going to take down his dad? No, I don't think he'll take down his dad. I think if anything, he'll succeed his dad. Maybe, yeah. Otherwise there'll be some plot twist. Who knows? Maybe he won't make it. We don't know. Yeah. Um, Then we watched season two of Jack Ryan. Yes. How good was that? It was good. I'm not saying it's fantastic. I gave that, I give that about a 9.5. I I was going to say about an 8. I really enjoyed that. If I had to choose between Jack Ryan and Yellowstone, I'd choose Jack Ryan. Only because I, I really like the CIA thrillers and stuff. Yeah, I do too. 
but I just don't like how men portray the women in the that industry. Yeah. And also there was so much plot holes. Like what happened to his doctor girlfriend? Where was she? She's vanished. You know what I mean? There's no, no, no mention. Um, what? There was just... Maybe they'll tie her in in season three. Because obviously like the... he's undercover now. I like the case line and the way it emerged, if yeah. that makes sense, and the infiltration, and then the takedown at the end was fantastic. Yeah. Um, because it kind of, that that part there, as much as the series is completely separate, it's a, like a spin-off of Scandal. That's how well done. And it, I mean, it it's was, not it canon was. or anything, but no. that part there made me think of Clear and Present Danger. Very much so. I wonder if they'll make novelizations of the TV show. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because I know you told me that they use the characters in some aspects, but yeah. it's a completely different... Like It's the same universe, technically, but it's a modernisation of it. Yes. Um, so I wonder if they'll make books based on Possibly. the show. Or they just go, oh, no, we've got enough, you know, we'll make enough bank just with the series. No, I'm, I'm just wondering, because it started off as a book. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much, I suppose, because Netflix is filming it. No, Amazon Prime. So, sorry, Amazon Prime filmed it. But how much bank are they making from it? I don't know. We bought it on DVD. Yeah. Uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. What did you think of the uh, movie with Chris Pine? Huh? There's a Jack Ryan movie with Chris Pine. The one you made me watch is the one with... um... (sighs) Who's the bitch that... Cheated on Jennifer Garner. Oh, Ben Affleck. That asshole. Batman. Um, Which is uh, also another funny thing because I think, you know, Ben Affleck's going downhill, personally. The last good role I saw him in was Gone Girl. And that's because he didn't have to act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's just who he was as a person. I guess. Um, Jack Ryan TV series budget. And The Accountant. That was good. Sorry, I tell a lie. That was good. Uh, for the first season, each episode cost between 8 and $10 million. Jeez. Nice to have bank. Yeah, Pull that bank. Well. How much... How many subscribers does Amazon... I don't know. I don't have that. That's why we waited for the TV. To come out through JB and then a couple weeks they were doing the two for one um, TV price like TV show sale and I was like oh gonna get in gonna get in quick but um yeah so that's that uh, anything else you want to cover before we jump into today no no, no I'm good no, nothing else no. you don't want to talk tell about the corkscrew oh yeah uh, tried to open a corkscrew well you were gone for forty minutes you went to get the rabbit food. Yeah, I went to get rabbit hey, food. And then you're like, hey, I feel like adding wine to the pasta yeah, sauce. you know. And then I was... I went and got a nice chianti to try and, you know, just bring out the flavour. I've tried to I tried to give it a more... Ro- and by bring out the flavour, he means he poured three quarters of the bottle in the pot. And now all it tastes like is wine. Yeah, whoops, my bad. So I... I, See, uh, I appreciate your business. Uh, <laughs> However, you, do, you don't need to add all of... For example, yeah. when you're putting in... What's that sage, right? Yeah. You don't need to put in three quarters of the plant, Michael. Yeah, but... You put in a cup of wine. That's half a cup. That, that is that's sage it. advice. 
Yes. All right. So you're done. You yep. could. Oh, so basically, you came home with this bottle of wine. And yep. then you're like, hey, this is the one I chose. And I'm like, okay, great. I already had everything set. You just had to pour the wine in and we were going to let it um, simmer. Yeah. And then you got to open it and you're like, oh, this has a cork. And I've got, well, you might as well go back to the store. Yeah, yeah, my bad. And then you proceeded to turn the kitchen upside down for 20 minutes looking for a corkscrew. And then you resigned to the fact that you just needed to go back and buy one. Yep. Yeah. My bad. Whoops. Because we're <laughs> such raging alcoholics. Oh, massively. So I went back and bought a uh, corkscrew. And the good thing is I didn't break the glass, which is, which is fantastic. fantastic. Meanwhile, I was there and with a little fucking skewer. Yeah. Ooh. Trying to... It, it got through. It pierced, but there was no way I was pulling the cork out. No. Alrighty. Anything else? No, that's that's all good. Distract them while I have a drink of water before we get So essentially, this. when it comes to cooking, I like to be a chef without actually being a chef. So me being a chef is not really being a chef. Think of ratatouille, but... You know, less health code violations. You know. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay, so there's going to be a content warning with today's episode. We're going to discuss some dark things. It's not the fact that it's... Well, some is happening. Some is, like, uh, insinuated. So uh, we're going to have to mention violence, assault, blood, threats, kidnapping, torture, and death. Oh, great. Um, now let's just talk about our own pasts. Haunted houses. What do you reckon? Haunted houses. I've had really good experiences. See, the haunted houses we've been to and I've been to are just like, ha, ha, ha. Most of the really, really heavy ones are like Resident Evil and... We don't have stuff like that in Australia. No, we don't. First one I went into, James... Um, decided that he wanted to go to the one at the Royal Melbourne show. And I vividly vividly remember this we were there and my brother had the shrek show bag and in the shrek show bag it comes full circle hang on i'm not taking a detour in the shrek show bag there was a beanie and he had shrek's little ears on it so my brother put it on because it was quite cold you know um and so my brother was like full youth fully sick yeah we're gonna go in this haunted house and my parents thinking that it was gonna be fine it was going to be great. It was a coaster one. Yeah. Let us go on it. Oh, boy. My poor brother nearly peed himself. We got through it okay. until He was clutching me like no one's ever clutched me before. I've, I've never felt... I have six pets and I've never felt that heavily relied upon for, for someone else's survival anyway so we get to the right to the end and then that's when someone is normally there to touch you right and so someone comes up behind us sticks their hand on james's head and plays with his shrek ears and james screams and then years later i went back we've gone back on that a couple of times not last year the year before we went to the royal melbourne show remember and we relived that coaster and they also had the Fox 1019 haunted house there too. We did that one. That one was a walkthrough. Remember yeah. how they had the sick ass costumes and shit? Yeah. And the sergeant was there and his entrails were out and yeah. whatnot. And you're like, dude, you look really cool. We did that one. We went to Spooktober a couple of years ago. That was fun. That was a walkthrough one. The decor was fantastic. But, um, okay, this is nothing like that. No. All right, you have no idea what we're talking about, do you? Yeah. What do you know? 
I this I think this is the one where people pay to go. It's like a see how long you can survive in a haunted house, and they do all the, you know, kidnapping, torture, all that sort of shit. And see I if may you have revealed my cut my hand too soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so let me just jump you down to Summertown in Tennessee. It's it was a quiet rural town uh, with one of the most extreme haunted houses. Um, it's not really a house, it's more like a shed, a barn, actually, if we're being honest. Um, I need to play you something. Um, it, it just puts you in the position that I need you to be in. Oh, okay. Okay, it could skip, that's fine. Thanks, YouTube. Yeah. Alright, so this is the uh, reveal trailer. It's Russ coming at you right here from the middle of the chamber. This is my newest creation designed specifically for those hardcore extreme fans that can't get scared at anything else. Well, trust me, we will frighten you. Believe me. And we're open right now for a limited run. So if you're that one who thinks, oh, I can do that. I've seen all those bikini and videos. That's nothing. Well, hear me now. You're right. That was nothing compared to the chamber. Nothing at all. <laughs> but we're here waiting for you. Contact me. <laughs> yeah. Daunting at its most finest. So, you listen to that and you're like, oh, this is just a show pony. Can't be that bad. It's all staged. He must be hiring paid actors. Yeah. And he always says the line, and it says it on all of his t-shirts, you really don't want to do this. And um, so, in our show notes, that like our notes that I'm showing you, there's an aerial photo of what his farm looks like, right? So this is middle of nowhere fields. The roads are one car only. And looking at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, imagine if something actually went wrong. He'd be able to have a standoff. Yeah. Which is, you know. A really scary thought. A very, very scary thought. So the guy we're going to be talking about today, um, and one of his haunted houses. Uh, it's called McKamey Manor after Russ McKamey. Um, look how happy, like you can Google pictures of him and he's always just so happy hearing about the shit he's done to people and like them pressing lawsuits on him and all that kind of thing. And he just thinks he's covered. Yeah. Right? And he thinks everything's okay. Um, he does have, like he was married for a long time and then that woman left him allegedly there was some domestic violence going on um and if you watch so i don't want to get into it just yet but basically if you watch some of the videos he puts on youtube um you can spot his at the time girlfriend holly and she was actually one of the actresses involved in the experience and whatnot um so today he alleges that there are over twenty four thousand people on the waiting list and um a lot of people say that that's bullshit because they will contact him and then that weekend he lets them walk through. Yeah. 
It just depends on how vulnerable you are as a person. Yeah. When he grades you. And he does that because he's got several requirements. Obviously, you have to be 21 um, years of age or above. You need to have a de- like a doctor's letter stating that you're physically and mentally cleared to participate in an experience. You need to have a background check that's provided by McKinney Manor. You have to be screened via Skype with him. Um, you have to have proof of medical insurance. You have to sign a... Uh, sometimes it's 41 pages. Some people say it's 11 pages. It just depends on what the quote-unquote experience is. Yeah. Uh, so you have to sign this regardless of waiver, regardless of how many pages it is. And you have to pass a saliva drug test prior to the show, which is administered, administered on site. And it's during this Skype interview that he pretty much like gauges you as a person and he draws it out to be like, okay, so what are three things that you're most afraid of? Right? And then so people at this point, you're already open, you see him as a friend and you're like telling him and you, you've already been talking to him for like four hours, right? Yeah. Um, so you're really like open and you, f- you don't feel... Threatened. Yeah. So people will be like, um, spiders, snakes, I feel claustrophobic, I'm scared of small spaces, um, bugs, oh, I have a fear of like water or the dark and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so he pretty much tailors his experience, your experience, I should say, based on what you've admitted your fears are. And so one thing that's really common is a lot of people tell him that they're afraid of drowning. And he doesn't just use that as like a, one of your big three experiences, but also as like um, a tool to get you in a more heightened, frightened state, like to get your adrenaline and to really like psychologically break you. Um, and a lot of people kind of assume, and I did too, like years ago, I used to watch the videos and be like, oh my God, I could totally do that. And then you look back and you go, you're actually psychologically breaking someone down to the point where they've had to pursue legal ramifications to take him down. Yeah. Um, and then some of the stuff that's been shared is a person was bound and tied behind a truck in what appeared to be some kind of abduction, torture, or attempted killing. She later screamed at a chainsaw, which was used to stimulate threatened or actual dismemberment. Jeez. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, he admits openly that he wants to break people, and then Netflix got wind of this, and you know their Dark Tourist yeah. um, series? I think there's only one season, though. Um he was in like the last episode, the last like 15 minutes of the season. And he goes, I want to make people believe whatever I want them to believe. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. So he wants you to feel freaked out, but he doesn't want you to feel like your life is in danger, but he wants to tow, make you feel like you're towing that line. Yeah. To, so so he can get his experience. It's for like people who just, you know, want but, to the push cons- the but the thing is, is the experience for the person or is the experience for him? Exactly. Um, so he allegedly, uh, was in the military for 23 years and he says that this taught him how to, he was in the Navy. Yeah. Um, he was taught how to interrogate people. He learned some mind control, uh, uh and he I'm learned sorry, how to get in people's mind heads. Control, I think of men who stare at goats. Um, he says that he uses hypnotism to heighten people's experiences within the manner. And he says that visitors should expect to get cuts, bruises, sprains, possible broken bones, and maybe death. 
Oh, nice. Just to really get you, you know. A casual Sunday in the Sunday walk in the park, you know. Nothing too serious. Yep. Um, he says that in 16 years that he's been running the manor, no one has died, but there has been a heart attack. And he says that's fine. Yeah. Um, his girlfriend said in the show, you're not going to die, but the fun part is just for that moment, you might, you might actually die and that's thrilling. And that's what the visitors are chasing. And so they say that they're tailoring their manner to adrenaline junkies. And like we heard in that one minute clip I paid you, I played you, <laughs> paid you. Um, they think they target it to people who think that they can't get scared anywhere else. Right. Uh, so it's like an, it's supposed to be an extreme kind of take in a haunted house. Um, so if you watch the Netflix episode, they follow this 53-year-old guy called Nick Newman from Memphis, Tennessee. And he's just an average run-of-the-mill bloke, right? He is a manager for the town's water department. Um, he's swum with sharks on holidays. He's completed an Ironman event. And then he just looked up this place and he was like, yeah, shit, I want to try that. Um, and apparently Russ has this thing for onesies. And so every participant has to agree to wear a onesie. Oh, jeez. Because uh, it makes videos better. So this guy decided to wear a shark onesie because he's swum with sharks. Yeah. Um, and then to get in, you don't pay an entrance fee. You don't pay a service fee. But what you have to do is provide some cans of dog food to Russ as an entrance fee. So instead of a gold coin donation, it's a dog food donation. There you go. So he's not making money from it. We're going to get into that. But keep that at the forefront of your mind, right? Don't tell me he forces you to eat dog food. That would be the la the least troubling thing that he forces people to eat. Okay. Um, you're lucky I didn't, for homework, <laughs> ask you to watch some of the videos. Okay. <laughs> So he requires, like I said, um, a medical and psychological evaluation to prove that you have no limitations to participate in the house. Um, and he doesn't charge people because it's a liability. Like, then you have to pay for public liability and then it opens up for a whole lot of other shit. Yeah. Um, so when you rock up to his place for the first stage, you have to perform what he calls a waiver ceremony, which takes five hours. Yeah. Um, and during this time, that's when he contacts the local police department to let them know that they're doing a show that night. So that that way, um, if the neighbours call, they don't send cops down Jeez. with, you know, a full SWAT team because a murder's carrying out. Um, so to sign the waiver, you have to notarise every single item. Yeah. Uh, he reads it to you and... This is obviously there to remove any liability again from him, his volunteers, the manor, um, and for any physical or mental damage carried out by them in the experience. And it's also there to like work you up a little bit and make you stress and think about what he could do to you. Because everything that he could possibly do to you is written out in that document. Yeah. And so you're there thinking like, oh shit, I don't want him to do that to me. Or yeah. oh, that, you know, um, having a snake put in the bathtub with me isn't that creepy. But if you're going to put a transfer on my eyeball, that's going to freak me out some more. Right? Yeah. Um, and then he pretty much says, look, we are going to hurt you. You are going to drown. Yeah. You're... It, you are going to get hurt. It's just a consequence of the experience. And then I did some more research and I found out that he actually... This is not his first quote-unquote location. 
Um, he did this in California for a time. And then he literally had to leave. Because it's not really clear why. But a lot of people say that there was a lot of legal cases. A lot of people say that he had some debts he owed to the government. Mm, um, so he has this place in Tennessee. Apparently he has a second location somewhere in Texas or something like that. Um, but anyway, when they were on the West Coast, they didn't use safe words. And so people would complain. And so if you said, no, 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 um, stop, stop, stop. He just thought you meant as in like, it wasn't that serious. I don't actually want you to pull me out. So people would go through eight, nine hours of being beat up and there was no way to leave. Yeah. That's not good. That's why you need the safe word. So a woman beat up the, the one of the people. Yeah. She got so freaked out. She had like an adrenaline, you know, like mums picking up cars off kids. Yeah. She beat up the actors. She fucking sprinted. His wife got the car, found out where she was, dragged her back to the car, dragged her back to the, drove her back to the mansion or the barn and put her through the rest of it. Jeez. Because there was no way to leave. Yeah. He just didn't take stop or no. Yeah. For an answer. Right. Um, so now because people have complained, he does implement a, like a safe word or phrase, uh, and he makes sure that it sounds really great for his camera. Um, and you have to like agree to it, write it on the waiver, sign the clause. And after you spend five hours listening to him talk and it's finally nighttime, he like straps you in a straight jacket. They put an adult diaper over your onesie. And then, <laughs> uh, if you, and like say that you and a friend went, they would strap you together. So you're both in straight jackets, your hands bound. Yeah. You've got an adult diaper on, but they rope you or strap you or chain you back to back. Jeez. Right? Um, and then, you know the spreader that a dentist uses when they're taking an x-ray to move your lips out of the way? Yeah. They tape that to your mouth. Oh, gosh. Right? And then they, like, get you to talk for a little bit and they, like, put their fingers in your mouth. And, like, they pull at your lips and shit a lot. Um... And then what they do is they duct tape your eye shut. <laughs> and this is obviously all to like disorientate you. And then um, like he gets you to repeat what your name is and to say that you look silly. And then um, one of the actors will say, oh, sit down here. And then Russell will be like, oh, I didn't give you permission to sit down. And so he'll like kick you over with his steel cap boot. And then he tells you to stand up. And then if you can't get up because say that you're strapped to your friend behind you or if you're that disorientated, you have no idea what way is up. He's like, people will throw you up, essentially. And then the he'll slap you and say like, why aren't you listening to me? Um, and if you laugh because you're like enjoying it, or you're like, ah, oh, this is funny. You don't know any other... Or if you don't know any other way to cope and you laugh, he's like, why aren't you taking this seriously? And he'll like punch you and shit like that. Um, and then he says, like, look, I'm just getting started. And then he puts on these wireless headphones on your head. Yeah. So that way you can't hear what's going on. And then he blasts some playlist. Um, and I actually took, like, some of them. And hold on, I'll play you some now. Because I just listen to this. Welcome to Manor. Let's do this together. 
one will save you. No one will hear you. Right, and then apparently some people say it just like screams death metal afterwards. Some people say you like the tape is him heavy breathing for like the whole ride to the barn or whatever. Jeez. So it just depends on I guess what he feels like that day. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he does. Um, then they bundle you into the car, they drive you to the manor, and then they take you essentially through your experiment experience to you give up. He advertises that it's eight hours over, but no one's ever bet it. No one's gone through it enough. Well, the people that are strong enough, right? He'll be like, "Oh, look, it's midnight. You've already been here for five hours. Let's just go and wrap it up." Mm. So, if you're too quote unquote mentally capable of dealing with the shit he's putting you through, he he pulls you out. Yeah, he like raises a white flag because you literally just, you know, there's no point continuing. Yeah. It basically sounds like they're just going through special forces training. That's essentially what it is. It's just... Yeah. It's boot camp. Yeah, and it's not like he made it himself. No. This he's, whole... He's, he's just recycling what he was... What he went through what himself. He, he went through. That's all it is. It's yeah. just essentially boot camp. You're going through boot camp. You are experiencing boot camp in a small confined space. That's it. The water torture, just waterboarding. That's yep. all that is. Yep. Um, so, yeah, once you're in the barn, um, again, a lot of people tell them that they're scared of drowning. So immediately he dunks you into, like, uh, sometimes it's a kiddie pool. Yeah. With ice water. And he, like, holds you under or, like, throws you back. And what he tries to do is, if you're, like, trying to lift your head up and stuff or if, whatnot... He'll throw you back first, like you would throw a scuba diver. So that way, because you're horizontal, water goes up your sinuses, which is even worse. Yeah. Rather than just having to hold your breath, because then you're breathing in water too. Yeah. Um, while you're trying to catch your breath, they'll like stop you from breathing, and they'll like pin, they'll clamp your nose together or cover your mouth and stuff like that, so you can't catch your breath. Um, and if you're like hyperventilating or whatever, like trying to fill your lungs, he'll scream at you to be quiet and like slap you and punch you Jeez. and things like that. Um, so yeah. And they do that over and over until you can hold your breath for 30 seconds. Once you're all stressed and panicked and stuff. Right. Yeah. Now I said he had a YouTube channel. He kind of stopped uploading to that about three years ago. <laughs> I've watched a lot of hours of his content. It's very scary. Um, I've seen him like take the tape off people's heads, ask them to open their eyes, and then immediately he puts, like, so you untaped me, and my eyes are, like, still all, you know, thing, and as soon as he says open your eyes, he'll shove Gladrap over their faces. Yeah. And you can see the person panic, breathe, and the Gladrap go in their mouth. Yeah. Because they're that panicked about it. And then he won't take it off, he'll, like, pop it in your mouth. Because they have this thing for shoving fingers in mouths, right? And so that way you can breathe and stuff. So you suffocate a little bit, but you're not there to die, allegedly. Um, they try to tear your mouth open from the side. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, that's weird. Um, a lot of people have tears and cracked mouths, as you would after hours and hours of that. Yeah. 
Um, he'll put a collar on you and he'll drag you around like on your hands and knees and around the barn between like point and point for the experience. One girl actually had to go to hospital because her knee was so severely bruised because she like crawled on her hands and knees for like four or five hours. Jeez. Um, like the whole time. Um, he expects you to answer with yes sir or no sir to himself and his volunteers of anything they have to say to you. Um, I watched one where the woman was in a, like her drowning experience was in a chest freezer and it was filled with dirty water. It was like, uh, I think it had food colouring or something in there. Yeah. And so he's stepping on her and her face and her head to get her underwater. Jeez. And it's like a, you know those old school Ford freezers? Like two thirds the size of that. Yeah. It's slightly deep, but it didn't have like that much water in there, but he makes it dirty to make you think like, oh shit, this is sewerage water or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so he like smeared it all over her face and stuff. If they see that you're bleeding, um, they pour fake blood on you. So that way you can't discern what, if you're bleeding really or not, you can't tell how bad your wounds are. Yeah. Um, and like, that can't be good for you either, but you know, um, where was I going with this? And then if you get defensive or talk back, they literally all pile drive you. And, like, knock you the fuck out. And um, they'll waterboard you again. They'll tape your mouth shut. They'll slap you around. He doesn't like swearing. And he doesn't like his... He hates swearing. So if you, like, say that they knock you into a wall and you really snap your head back hard and you go, fuck. He doesn't like that. Um, he, ble- ble- like, bleeps out or edits out swear words or visitors being aggressive. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, they just absolutely can't stand it. Um, It's like there was one girl and they put... Like, she was there with a friend. And she elected to say, quote-unquote, save the friend. And so she got put through this experience and they put her in this coffin. And that freaked her out enough because she was like, shit, I'm here to die. Right? And so um, this is after they waterboarded her. Then they put cockroaches over her face. And then, like, they put it on her lip and stuff. And I was like, this is absolutely disgusting. And if you try to shake them off, they force your jaw open and they put them in your mouth. And then, because she, like, wasn't responding to that anymore, after, like, 10, 15 minutes, they took the cockroaches away and pulled a scorpion out. Oh, nice. The old scorpion trick. Yeah. Yeah. And then the girlfriend was like, don't move, because if you move, it'll sting you. Uh, Yeah, it'll do more than sting you. Um, so yeah, and that's when, like, it stung her lip, and then they poured fake blood on her, so she couldn't tell. Yeah. So yeah, um, you mentioned income. When the guys from Dark Tourist asked if he had any income from this, um, which is essentially a full-time job, he said that he didn't. He was asked if he was selling his content, he said he wasn't. He said that his only income is 800 bucks a month from his Navy retirement, and he pretty much blows that on food in a couple of weeks for him, his wife, and his dogs. Yeah. Um, he says that people's biggest misconception about him is that he's a psychopath and that he gets off on torturing and hurting people. Uh, he says that he's an entertainer, a comedian, and this whole thing is just showbiz to him. And he says that people of online said that they can go through the experience because they think that if they can beat the manor, they can beat anything in life. Which is... Okay, here's the thing. 
beating things, it's a case of these people don't understand. If this was a real situation, you have been... Okay, one, you are essentially putting yourself in this position. It's all it's all showbiz. Blah, 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 blah. It's an experience. If this is real... Like, if this was real life, there is nothing stopping someone... Okay, they put your head... At the beginning, they put your head in a coffin freezer with ice water and they don't take it out again. There you go. You can't beat that. How do you beat that? There is no way to beat that. So, in a sense of, okay, adrenaline junkies and everything, cool. I, I understand why people would go skydiving and paragliding and abseiling and everything. I get this, however, you're paying... like Well, you're signing up for an experience. So... Obviously, there is a, a line that can't be crossed. You go in there, like like the military, they don't want to kill their own soldiers. It happens. They'll bring you down close. They'll bring you down close. They'll break you. This will break you, but in real life, people will break you, but then they'll go one step further. Well, from what I saw, like there are a lot of like people that had... Um, for example, there was this one woman who had a... Um, she had bulimia. And so she thought, if I can get through the man- the manor, I can fight bulimia. And it's like, okay, I'm glad that you had the confidence and the will to do something for yourself and to make a change. But it's not the kind of... No. It, it's like uh, smoke and mirrors. This isn't made to help you. No, it's there for him. Him. This is his you're not. It's you're not, not your control. experience. It's his. It's experience. His. He's getting a kick out of this because you think about it. If he's been in the military for twenty three years. All this is is payback for what was happened to him. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad someone freaking said it. Um. So, like I said, and as you already know, he videotapes everything, the interviews, the debriefings after the experience, and he gets visitors to answer questions like now. Rank the every question I'm going to ask you. I need you to rank it on an extreme scale. Okay. All right. Did we push you too far? Not so extreme, right? You think, oh yeah, it's like a general question to ask someone. Uh, yeah. Did we force you into this? <laughs> uh, did you ever feel unsafe? Did we physically or sexually assault you? Why are you throwing in the sexually assaulted part there? Exactly. Russ? Yeah. Um, and the whole thing you can tell is so. Staged, and the people going through it are so scared that they're just afraid to tell him, yes, you forced me to do this. Yeah. Yes, I did feel assaulted. Yeah. And a ton of other stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? He's got hours of footage, video footage of you. Yeah. Doing dumb shit. So essentially what he's doing, he's got the... The waiver right there. You signed a waiver. Yeah, you wanted this. What are you, you talking this. about? I told you. you no. Yeah. Um, so, apparently for a while, about five or six years ago, he recruited a few younger women that um, had gone through the manor several times. And so, you know how he's like, oh, I have 24,000 people right now that I've got called to come in. Apparently that's bullshit. So he had a cut, like, a, I'm going to call him a cast. He had a group of like five or six or seven or eight women that every other weekend he'd call and say, yo, come back to another experience. And he was so charismatic. He's so charismatic as a person that even though they were that freaked out by what they'd gone through the first, the second, the third time, 
he, after a 20, 30 minute phone call, would win them over and they'd go through it again. But what would be the point of going through that again? Just because he, like, sweet talks his way back into their lives. And these are young women that are like 18, 19, 20, 21. Um, and then so, for a while, these girls, he had essentially brainwashed them so much that he got them to run his social media pages. And then he is obsessed with himself and his online image and people that disagree with him, like say that we were a massive podcast, like say Jenna and Julian yeah. covering this and we've got like a million views or whatever, listens, then he'd be like, oh, Jenna and Julian are haters. So I need you to go attack them and tell them why what they're saying is incorrect. Wow. So he would, he scours, it's like Scientology. He scours the media for anything ah. that mentions him. And then he would send these girls to go tell them where to go. Wow. Right? And how they were wrong. See, here's the thing. So, his biggest fear is looking bad on the internet. So, hypothetically, the way you his get... His biggest fear is getting shut down. So, the biggest thing you do is you shut him down. He, that's his fear. I know. So, you just shut him down. I don't know, but because he's not quote unquote being paid to do it, what can you do? There's no liability there. But technically, could you get him for get him for entrapment? No, because you're the person who reached out to him. You're the person who signed the waiver. You provided all this documentation and you did the drug test to state you wanted to do this. So essentially, if he didn't have people coming to do this on a daily basis, he does it on the weekends. I came to find out. Ah. It's so like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So he abuses people on the weekends? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. wonder how his family deals with it. Well, every partner he's had is left him. I wonder why. Are they part of the experience too? I told you, one girlfriend was. No, no, I mean in the sense of like, oh. do they get, do they cop the, you know, the volunteer part of it? Yeah. Uh, so one of these, let's call them fangirls, she did an interview with Chloe Lane on her YouTube channel last year, and she said that she was really manipulated into saying that it was a great, safe experience um, that she would recommend it and obviously defending him to his haters. And then she said this whole two-year, 24,000 um, people waiting list bullshit is completely fake, that she messaged him one day and the next day he was getting her to sign her waiver for her first experience. Um, and now this is where it's going to get all too real because a lot of versions and pages of waivers over the years have been leaked. Yeah. So I'm going to read some of them. All right. Um, they're different ones for different years again, so it's a bit all over the place. I might be repeating. I'll try my best. Um, participant understands that they may incur injuries from falling props in the event that they become unstable during the tour. And you're like, yeah, that's understandable. You know what I mean? That's yeah. fair enough. Participant fully understands and agrees that they may come into contact with carbon monoxide poisoning with regard to use of artificial fog. And you're like, yeah, that's fine, because I've been through haunted houses. Will yeah. they use artificial fog? The participant fully understands and agrees that once the participant enters McCainy Manor, there is no quitting unless serious physical or psychological injury is present. And it's like, you're not a doctor. How do you get to determine and decide if someone is or is not suffering serious physiological harm? Yeah. The participant fully understands and that injuries may occur during their tour which may include, but not limited to, head and neck and back injuries, 
death, stroke, traumatic brain injury, brain aneurysms, cerebral or retinal hemorrhage, subdural hematoma, loss of consciousness, whiplash, harmful heart reactions, nausea, headache, dizziness, lacerations, broken or sprained bones, torn ligaments, bleeding wounds, scrapes and or cuts, heat stroke or drowning and does not hold McCamey Manor responsible. Yay. That's like every... Yep, that's... that's covers everything. Yeah. Participant fully understands and agrees that being scared, having a panic attack, etc. does not count as a serious injury. Or the participant fully understands and agrees that the tour may include... I love how he's using tour. Um, may include the use of hypodermic needles, zappers, tasers, or dog shot collars. You know that he actually injects people? Do you know how dangerous it is if you have an air bubble and you hit a vein? Dead. But here's the thing. Was he a, a core medic? If he was a core medic, why isn't he practicing medicine? Exactly. Because you've only got it in the US. You've only got to do a two-year have... residency and then you're or a trauma specialist. Or do they have specialist. an actual nurse there who actually... No. No. Um, also, too, the participant fully understands and agrees that they may be crushed by a pit of various objects. Let's see. This could... Well, this isn't written, but I think it'd be things like, you know, um, crushed by overwhelming debt, uh, taxes... Uh, We're going to get into the fraud. Childcare fees. We're going to get into the fraud in a little um, bit. You know, stuff like that. Listen to this one. Participant fully understands and agrees that various fluids such as food colouring, grease, theatrical blood and or other liquids may be placed in participant's mouth. Is a participant's responsibility not to swallow these fluids? I'm sorry, if you've just pulled me out of water after holding my head for fucking the first thing a minute you do is swallow. and you've then just poured blood on my face, how the fuck am I supposed to breathe air and not breathe in the fake blood? Yeah. Stupid moron. Participant fully understands and agrees that they may be fish hooked. Uh, which may inadvertently cause rippage to the mouth area. I've seen it. It's not pretty. No. Imagine Steve-O and Jackass, yeah. but through the whole cheek, because they'd pulled it too hard. That's fucked. Yeah. Participant fully understands and agrees that there may be fish hooked. Oh, sorry, I've already called yep. it that one because I'm a fuckwit. Uh, participant fully understands and agrees that they must divulge all information regarding allergies. Yeah. <laughs> Participant fully understands and agrees that they must divulge all information regarding dentures, contacts, pacemakers, piercings, and that all piercings must be removed to print, uh, prevent damage to participant. Looks like Albert ain't coming to the party. This is the one that seals yeah. the deal for me, right? Participant fully understands and agrees that if they are selected to visit the dentist, they may have a tooth extracted without Novocaine and will not hold... MM liable dentist in exclamation marks. If someone touches my teeth, dead. The only person that I allow to touch my teeth is my dentist. Yeah. Right? If you touch my teeth, if you threaten extracting my teeth, don't. I don't give a fuck about any other part of my body. My teeth are my favourite thing. Yeah. If you touch my teeth, I'm putting you in the ground. Big time. Right? You don't touch my teeth. Participant fully understands and agrees that their teeth may be accidentally chipped, broken, or lost, and will not hold McCamey Manor responsible or liable. 
Wow, so just get punched in the head multiple times. That's fine. You're not in serious physiological damage. Um, fully understand and agree that it's possible that joints, such as your jaw, shoulder, elbow, wrist, knee, hip, etc., may be accidentally dislocated and that the participant will not hold them responsible. You understand and agree that you'll be participating in various medieval torture devices, such, such as knife throwing while strapped to a spinning Carnival. wheel, shackles, chains, Ooh. gibbet cage, stocks, oh, and the rack. Oh, you mean cage. Ooh. I didn't see an Iron Maiden there. No, neither did I. Um, participant fully understands and agrees that they may be bruised by paintball. That's the least yeah. damage they can do to people. Um, that MK Ultra mind control <laughs> might be used. Oh my god! What? So this guy thinks he's CIA now? Yeah. Wow. Dude, he thinks he's the Admiral. Fuck. What are hell. you talking about? This guy is El Loco in the Cabeza. Wow. Uh, participant fully understands and agrees that water torture may be used. Wow. Casual. Casual. This one. This one I can't deal with either. Participant fully understands and agrees that a nail may pierce their hand. Wow, so what? They put your hand on a bench and then smash a nail through it. That? Uh, they say that they'll smash, like shatter your hand. Um, they will flip your nail nails off and like pull them out with pliers and shit. Torture? Yeah, yeah. literally, they do all that. I've seen it. Wow. Um, they say that, you know, we're going to drug you, essentially. I've seen them give uh, peyote oh, God. to people. Um, uh, they say that they can give you sedatives in the form of a hypodermic needle. Uh, you may receive a tattoo or piercing, and it's your responsibility to care for the tattoo so you don't get hepatitis or another infection. Why would you be getting hepatitis? You get that from the needle. Wow. He's not a smart man. No. He's an AP after all. That's no, true. <laughs> um, participant fully understands and agrees that choking may occur and that gagging or vomiting may occur. Um, they'll use humiliation tactics such as name calling. They, you agree that you're going to be exposed to extreme. T- they literally make you. They won't pull you out. One of his favorite things to do is make people go hypothermic, and he'll only pull you out if you actually turn blue. Wow. Um. You fully understand that you may have a plastic bag or plastic wrap on your face that will cause suffocation, blackouts, etc. You won't hold them responsible. Um, you'll be in an enclosed chamber with live animals, including mice, rats, roaches, tarantulas, millipedes, centipedes, snakes, spiders, potato bugs, worms, lava, snails, slugs, grubs, crickets, etc. Um, you fully understand that you may be asked to ingest live bugs. Um, then there's another version of the contract. Sorry, let me just zoom in because it's a smaller fonty poo. You agree to, that you'll have your head enclosed in a box with bees, wasps, and that you may be stung. Yay. Um, if selected, you may be asked to participate in a stunt involving liquid such as quicksand. It's your responsibility to remain calm and stay on top of the quicksand. It's also a possibility that drowning may exist. Wow. Um... You might be asked to participate in Houdini's Chinese water torture apparatus. Right. Okay. Where you're suspended upside down by your ankles uh, with a straight jacket and in a cylinder with live moray eels. With a real possibility of drowning if you're unable to control your breath. Um, you may be buried alive in a pit with hundreds of live rodents again. Um, 
and you have to figure out your proper escape mechanism. It's your responsibility to remain calm, even so the possibility of being nibbled, nibbled upon or bit is extremely high. Um, High-speed barrel roll inside a 55-gallon drum kicked over a steep mountain. Yeah. Um, it's your responsibility to secure yourself inside the drum in order to not receive serious injury. The drum will end in a 10-foot pond. Jeez. That's, uh, uh... Yeah. Swim 20 yards underwater in a makeshift sewer system. With several obstacles and traps blocking your way, it's your responsibility to hold your breath and navigate through the underwater maze. Um, you agree to be transported several times in the back of a van, truck, uh, or car, um, and you acknowledge that there is limited space inside the trunk of these vehicles. You agree to be locked inside of the, the drum, again, uh, with the lid secure, with limited air, it's your responsibility to knock on the lid continually so we know that you're still breathing. Yeah, great. Um, if you pass out, smelling salts will be administered to see if you're faking or not. Uh, participant agrees that the show will have actual knives and other weapons in close contact with your body, including your neck, face, and other extremities. You acknowledge that if you panic or make any violent movement, there is a real possibility that you could get cut. Again, they bring up the hypothermia in this different contract. Um that if you decide to quit from that point onwards, the slowly ramp down to continue with the illusion for film purposes. This may include roughing up, such as holding a participant's head underwater. Um, so yeah, they can sub submerge you in 60 feet in open water. Everything's 100% your responsibility. Um, you might come into contact with electrical simulation. Uh, what else is there? So I'm just trying to like read through... The main things. Oh, raw sewage. You might come into raw con. Imagine getting a tattoo, and they shove you in a fucking sewer pipe. Wow. There's your hepatitis. Yeah, that's it. Done and dusted. Uh, you fully agree to not hold the manor liable for any injuries, physical or psychological. Um, you could be buried alive under twelve feet of dirt, and you have to figure out how to escape. Right. Um, yeah, height stunts, walking a plank 20 feet above the ground without a safety net, um, variety of life poison animals, again, it's your responsibility not to panic or agitate the animals, um, and what else do we have here? Oh, this other contract says 60 feet of open water, you're going to be submerged. And then there's like, um... yeah, everything's your responsibility and so on and so forth. So anyway, this guy gets kicked out of... San Diego moves to Tennessee. I think his second place right now is Alabama. So basically, he's moved around town. That costs money. Yeah. He's got volunteers, so they're not being paid. Yeah. But you have to care for the animals you're using. You have to pay for all this equipment, all the even if it's stay core, that shit yeah. costs money, right? Even if it's just a setup, the barn cost money to build. You still have to acquire all the equipment you're going to use and the animals and shit. Yeah. Um, it costs money to have the vehicles to maintain them. Yeah. It costs money to buy the drug tests that he wants to give his visitors. So where's all this money coming from? And that's what Lowy said in her video. She's like, where is... Like, he's dodging the question. Um, she said that 
the ex-wife said, admitted that he sunk all of their life savings into it. Apparently, um, Lowy was able to find that he works as a wedding singer and DJ on the side. And then she's like, but that doesn't really pay the bills. Yeah. That's a side thing on his own. He doesn't or can't monetize his YouTube channel. Um, it's all age-restricted. So even if he did have ads, because it's age-restricted, you don't get as many as if you were a family-friendly channel. Yep. Um, he, again, doesn't charge admission fees, just drug food donations, which apparently are for his dogs. And then so I'm thinking, oh, my God, what is it? Michael, can you read this last item for me? I, I didn't see anyone bring this up in the contract. Participant agrees that their entire tour will be viewed by a live audience in Las Vegas, the Philippines, and or Thailand, and that they will act appropriately. That's why you're not allowed to swear. Yeah. Because in those, in Philippines, Thailand, they will charge people. Yes, they will. For doing that. Exactly. Right? That's why there's no... And then people are like, holy shit, this could be a snuff film. Yeah. Or a whole, like, dark web viewing room. Yeah. Um, so, basically, he's admitting here that he gets paid to let people stream the torture. And whether the people realise or not, it could be torture porn. And then it's like, okay, so is he... That's this what, is what I think. So that's why he had that thing about this, you know, sexual assault. Yes. So, you know, what I think is, you know when he's doing the preliminary interviews, say that you and I both wanted to go as a group. Mm-hmm. As, you know, we got us, Chris, Rob. And they'd be like, okay, Rob doesn't, we do all the, you know, Rob's like, all right, I'm not saying this is what Rob's scared of, but let's just say Rob says he's scared of the dark. Yeah. Rob says he's scared of zombies. Yeah. And let's just say Rob's scared of bright lights. Yeah. They'd look at the, imagine if the people are streaming that. Yeah. And they're like, don't like this guy. Yeah. Then Chris comes along and Chris is like, I'm fucking scared of snakes. I'm fucking scared of water. I'm fucking scared of heights. So they'd be like, this boy is easier to break. We want this one. So they bid yeah. to have Chris go. Then he comes to you and me. And then you say, I'm not really scared of anything. You know, loud noises annoy me. Don't like bright lights. They'll be like, this guy's harder to break. Then little bitch boy me comes along and goes, I'm scared of everything. I have phobias of everything. They'll be like, we want that bitch. And then I get a, no, sorry, we're not interested in like that. So yeah, that's what I think happens, right? Yeah. So he chooses these people. And then that's why it takes so long for some people because they don't have bidders. Yeah. No one's interested in them because they're not going to be quote unquote entertaining enough, right? And then imagine if those bidders are dictating what experiences you go through. Exactly. So... It's not your experience. It's theirs. Yeah, it's the viewer. Exactly. Yeah. Because remember, he's recording everything. He is. Right. Right from the beginning. He has hours and hours and hours of footage. Um, and so, yeah, that's it. At the end of the day, um, I'm... I'm all for exposure therapy. Yeah. But this isn't it. No, this is... This is not an inc- controlled environment no um uh you know ready to glare yeah last year she did a video on him and she found out that he's not on the sex offender registry um but when she did a irs search on him apparently he did have a notice of federal tax lien and that means that the uh creditors are alerted that the government has legal right to your property um 
he had a lien, but for the low, low price of, um, what is it, 251586 bucks in San Diego County, but he allegedly paid it back. So a lien is like a federal law imposed on um, current property, and if you don't pay your yearly IRS tax bill, uh, you that will, lien will remain there until you pay back the money. So just out of curiosity, how does a man who's only making 800 bucks a month have a quarter of a million dollar tax bill? That's weird. That doesn't add up. What's he doing to do that? Exactly. Streaming it. Selling the content online. Yeah. Donations. Let me tell you. If Twitch streamers do it, you don't think weird sickos like him aren't doing it? Oh yeah, very much so. Anyway. So final thoughts on McCamey Manor. Go. Hit me with it. I think it's basically him getting his rocks off, making side money, doing, you know, illegal shit. Because he's been in the military for like 23 years, obviously he's made connections in those particular countries just by basing on his age and what he's been up to. He knows people in certain circles, so therefore they're making money from it as well because they're able to distribute the footage to those particular people. Aren't you a criminal mastermind? So therefore, it's not just him. This is a pyramid scheme. So therefore, essentially, he's making cash on the side, which isn't traceable. But because everything is wavered, there's no liability. Exactly. He's removing all liability, so nothing can And he's happen. only selling back-end footage. Back-end footage, back a house. And you think about it, there's, there's bank being made, but, you know, something goes down. Once he's made all his money, he leaves the country. Done. Alrighty. Now, I must ask you, this is where we're moving on to the second topic of the day. And that is, uh, it's, look, I'm not going to lie to you, it's a thousand times creepier, and it's a lot more sadder, but have you heard of Evangelical Hell Houses? Shit, from there, I thought you were going to say Ellen DeGeneres. We don't talk about that bitch. That shit, that shit's scary. Yes, she is. Yeah. Uh, Evangelical Hell Houses. No. Have you heard of them? No. Um, is it anything like Outcast 2? Oh, sorry, Outlast 2. My bad. Yes. Fuck. Okay. Um, so this week I was like, um, trying to see Spooktober tickets were running this year because you know how the whole thing was supposed to be lifted on the 26th of September or whatever the hell it was, October rather. And so I'm like, oh, Spookhouse, Spooktober. And then this thing comes back, um, and it was like, Hell House. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Because we're Australian, do we call it Hell House instead of Haunted House? And, oh, no, 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 was I so very wrong. Um, so imagine you grew up in the pious family, yeah. the Bible bashers, um, and your family decide that you're kind of slipping on the wayside, um, or your church's priest says that you need to be redeemed. He may recommend that uh, you go for a spot of walking about in this church hell house, church-sponsored hell house. Yeah. Uh, so they show lots of imagery of death, and life after death, and they get these ministry kids, literal kids. Um, it is so b- bizarre. And they go through and they sell Bibles at these things. Wow. Right? Because it's the truth. Um, and I'm talking like Genesis here. I'm talking like full-blown Book of Revelations bullshit. Shit. Right? Um, this is like <laughs> real Bible belt. Yes. Shit. I'm a dead set. 
Dead set. Dead set. That's where it's, that's where they are, buddy. That's where they are. Fuck. I googled them. Yeah. Um, if you go to a Christian college, chances are the department Ooh, yeah. of the divinity has runs one of these things. Um, so basically, these places are again massive in the U.S. Like you said, massively in the Bible Belt, um, Alabama, Texas. So they show things that they don't want their kids to be exposed to at normal haunted houses because they want to put a biblical spin of things. And in some places, like, let the kids go through the haunted aspect of it. And then they're like, now that we've scared the shit out of you, let's really scare the shit out of you so we can redeem your soul. <laughs> Jesus shoots. He scores. He saves. No, Michael, I'm serious. Um, <laughs> imagine, like, you know how they face paint kids? Ten-year-old kids? Yeah. And like, I want to be Spider-Man. I want to be Batman. And then they're like, oh, yeah, cool. And then we'll give you some fucking lollies because you came all dressed up and you're really, really cute. I want to be Judith. (laughs) (laughs) Blasphemy. Blasphemy. (laughs) Oh, look, we're going to go out on a boat and we're going to pretend we're Noah. Do you know her? No, I don't know her. So anyway, this kid is getting face painted by a guy who's in his teens. And he's like... Um, this guy, this child is getting told about how evil he is, how stained his shirt is, which is a metaphor for his soul. Wow, you know what how I'm he saying? won't go to heaven, and how it's, he's going to go to hell, and the devil's going to take him if he participates in Halloween. You know what I would say? My shit, my shirt is stained. Shit, I better switch from coal power to Omo, or maybe Dynamo. Should I use liquid, or should I use powder? Wow, maybe I need a new washing machine. So once they've like walked you through the normal experience, haunted house experience, um, they jump at you with the fake chainsaw and shit like the normal shows. Once you've experienced all of that, then they walk you through the hell house aspect, and this is where they preach at you to try to save your soul because if they don't, they think that they'll like you'll go through hell. And I watched this interview that the Guardian did in the US with um, Steve Vandergriff, who teaches at Liberty University in Virginia, and this university organizes a hell house every year. And he says that they do this to bring the message of Christ to the students. And they call it an evangelistic reach-out event. Wow. Reaching. Oh, yeah, they're reaching. <laughs> a bit right. of reaching. Um, and then so his volunteers, one woman was like in her mid to late 20s. And so she's there and she's like, my message is I just want to leave the kids with hope. Hope of salvation. And, you know, um... Just because we die doesn't mean you have to be scared of death. It's like, you're going to die. Just deal with the fact one day you're going to die. Talking about salvation, we watched Terminator Salvation, and that was a horrible movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sam Worthington did a decent job. But, you know, Christian Bale was like, Oh, look at me, I'm John Connor. There you go, salvation done, given. Okay, now that we've surmised that in Michael's yeah. review. Terminators. Uh-huh. Terminators. Um, then these teenagers go around that are the volunteers, like, telling these little kids, oh, you know, your life is full of sins. I'm like, what could a 10-year-old have done to be sinful? Did they wake at 7 a.m., accidentally spill a little bit of milk on the floor when they were watching bloody Sunday morning cartoons? Maybe they downloaded and installed Fortnite. Whoa. Oh, that's some... Think of the perspective I'm trying to push. Oh, no. You didn't hang the washing up. Oh, dear. You you didn't cut that blade of All grass. All right. I don't think this is hitting you enough. Let me play something for you. <laughs> so yesterday, I was 
yesterday was Halloween, mm -hmm. okay? And of course, there are haunted houses all throughout the country. But fundamentalist Christians wanted to create a special kind of haunted house, okay? Oh, so great. Yeah. in Pasadena, Texas, there was something known as the Hell House, okay? And the Hell House is actually something that takes place in several different countries throughout the U.S. And basically, she means fundamentalist Christians... Yeah, several different counties or states? States. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and w w what this uh, church did is they put together a haunted house that includes um, fake abortions mm -hmm. taking place, and also Jesus. people committing suicide, uh, gay people dying of AIDS, and oh. of course this hell house is supposed to scare people into uh, believing the Christian faith. Because if you don't believe the Christian faith, then and you are engaging in these sins, then of course you're gonna go to hell. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You can talk but if you're it, holding something in. What's worse about it is that it is meant yeah. for it's You're it's speechless. Set for, so the reason it's why this story kids. is in the news today is because there was a woman by the name of Linda Yabara. Watch this. And she took her 14-year-old son to this hell house, and she thought that it was a legitimate haunted house. You know, it's going to be fun and games. We're going to have a good time. It's Halloween. Uh, she buys the tickets. You buy tickets, by the way. For oh, Joe, just and, and you go to it, and she, this is what she says. There was a young lady lying on a gurney and two nurses, and one of the nurses was reaching into the lady and pulling out a bunch of gunk and throwing it on the floor. Oh. And this was supposed to symbolize an abortion, okay, and scare the kids and, you know, make people believe, like, this is a horrible thing and I need to believe everything the Christians believe. Or fundamentalist Fuck. Christians, I should say. So, uh, you know, she was, she wanted to leave immediately. I mean, who would want to stay in that haunted house and continue seeing scene after scene of stupid things? Mm -hmm. um, but they wouldn't let her leave. They said it was a safety concern and she had to walk through the whole thing. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I, I keep, I keep they made a PowerPoint. Jesus, but like, imagine like a very bad PowerPoint of the hell house with no point. Like the guy who gave the Sermon on the Mount and help others and the poor shit. After that tour, you want to go up on a hill and come back with two tablets? Seriously. <laughs> and now they, that's been interpreted to showing young kids what an, you, you know, know what I'd be like. like Rock up, like take one look at the fucking brochure, and go. Sorry, I be Moses. We be parting ways. <laughs> You know, that's I mean, disgusting and horribly misinformed. And uh, that's, there's I mean, something really grotesque about it. When it comes to fundamentalist Christianity, you see time and time again that their method, their strategy, All right, let me, like, find... people, right? So you have well, people. It sure sounds like they're on a crusade, but I oh, guess they didn't have a budget me. for the, uh, you know, the I... good stuff. Alright, so um, then they play this clip. Sorry, let me just get back to it. Um, and it's like, every October, Trinity Church puts on a haunted house. I need you to describe what you're seeing. Okay, a black screen with white writing. <laughs> Banjo music. A ladder. Oh, they're making a sign. That's against our h &S. There's that a black... the Hell House sign. That's a black coffin. Alright, Hell House will attract 13,000 visitors this year. They will be saved. So, a woman... There's the abortion. She's on a... They had a girl who had a loose noose around her neck. Yeah. Right? Saying that, screaming that she wanted to die. Yeah. They had a poor girl. It, it looked more like a miscarriage than an abortion. Yeah. Because we've got to scare the young children. Yeah. Dancing in a... a club. Uh, in club, a club city. Trinity Church is hoping some of the visitors will be saved. Uh, then we need the satanic panic in there and need to make everyone scared of emails. Yeah, it's red alert. They're trying to command and conquer. Look at these kids are terrified. 
Wow. And then a gang drug bust up. Wow. So basically, these guys are literally, you know, forcing their beliefs down people's throats. Literally. This is, you know, just... At least freaking Russ McCamey is telling you he's going to psychologically fuck you up. At least he has an age limit. <laughs> At least he's got, like, an, a, you know, a setup that works. You know, it's been tried and tested by the military for years. We know it works. But how sickening is that? So, to me, that's more fucked up than what Russ is doing. Yeah, I literally thought that teenager was about to pop that guy in the head. Literally. But you saw the eight, how old was that child? That kid was At like least 16. less than. But the, the kid watching the him. One, he would have been like ten. Exactly. That's what I'm saying to you. So imagine you think, oh yeah, this is a Halloween event. I'm going to take my kids, and then you see that shit. Sorry to take your kids to that kind of shit. But imagine not knowing. Wow. I'd be like, congrats, you're all sued. You know how they're tense? I would literally just... (laughs) Under, over, out. Yeah. I'd like to think I'd do better research than the thing, but it is what it is. I guess 10, 15 years ago, maybe you couldn't do that. Yep. Um, Anyway, so I'm going to end on a good note. Um, So what I found out, thanks to good old Mr. TikTok, is that apparently there's a dad in Texas who couldn't find an amusement park that would accommodate his daughter because she has special needs and she's wheelchair-bound. So what he did is he sold his home building business and built a completely accessible amusement park for kids with special needs. It's called Morgan's Wonderland. I'm going to include the link. Obviously, I don't think that they'll be doing much this year because of COVID. Um, Also, too, it's a 25-acre non-profit Exactly. Theme yep. Park. So, um, and they get about 500k visitors per annum. This year, apparently, they're st- allegedly what I'm reading, they're still going to be open, but they're going to have decreased numbers to yeah. um, kind of narrow it out. But they are in San Antonio, Texas. And see, that is what it's all about. Yep. Good on him. Um, if anyone is interested, I'll just check ticket prices for you. Uh, kids with special needs go in for free. Kids two and under go for free. If a kid is aged between three and seventeen, it's eleven bucks. Ages between eighteen and sixty-one, it's seventeen bucks. If you're a military vet with a valid or military with a valid ID, eleven. Uh, seniors, eleven bucks. That's really good. Uh, they're not selling tickets right now, though, from what I can tell. And they're sponsored by Toyota. Yeah, proudly sponsored. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And the nice thing is, there's no um. No, you know, no fucking bullshit. No it's just bullshit. No uh, sensory village. They've got a butterfly playground, the wharf. They have like a Ferris wheel. Um, they have like their little Wonderland Express little um, train ride yeah. attraction. Um, an off-road adventure ride that you can go in a carousel, waterworks where you fish the ducks, uh, wheelchair swings, picnic places. Um, they've got a sculpture park, and I don't know. I just thought that I we should talk about one thing positive after all the bullshit we talked about today. And the other good thing is about um, Morgan's Wonderland is it's pretty much well. You think about it, it's a school, in a sense, because what it's actually doing is rehabilitation, and the the people like the, the children and the te- oh, say kids, teenagers, 
that are going to these, you know... You're donating to a good cause. You're donating to a good cause. And, um, you know, seeing that and actually, you know, being able to... I mean, obviously, you've got kids in wheelchairs, you know, it's all accessible for them. So you think about it, they can actually go and And just... And they're not, like, missing out on an experience. No, they're actually having fun. And, you know, at the end of the day, being stuck you know, watching other kids and teenagers have fun, you know, that's got to be really hard, you know. And it's just, that's a giant leap in emotional Mm. support too for them. So this is the stuff that needs more promotion. This is the kind of stuff that we need to be hearing about. So, yeah, that is that. Um, Anything else you want to add today? No, that's um, that's all good. Um, Just Halloween brings out the silly side in people. Um, But, you know, just seeing some dumb shit on the internet lately and just seeing what people are doing. I don't understand it. I just I just really don't understand We're getting it. old. You know what I don't understand? You know what Bo and I have to pick? Tell me how the Netflix Australia catalogue has a distinct lack of horror. It's the 1st of October. Come on. Yeah. Maybe that's the whole thing. That's the horror of it. <laughs> They're just... Halloweening us into it. <laughs> Alright, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, also... No, but let yeah. me continue. Sure enough, we didn't put the Call of Duty at the beginning. We're putting it at now. Oh, what are we saying? Oh my gosh, the C4 got nerfed so fucking bad. It was a joke. I swear. Like, last night, we're running around. It's like... We didn't even get in for 40 minutes because we had to down... On top of the 22 gig download, we had to do another 8 gig download for a data pack that should have been included to begin with. And then it took me another 2 hours to get in because of a fucking strict nap type. Even that isn't mo- even your fault because you have the best internet that Melbourne will allow you to Fuck. have. And reroute the, <laughs> you know, fucking reboot the router and go through... I mean, port forwarding, checked all the port forwarding. And you just go... Eh. And then you get in the games and just, it is so clunky. That just doesn't even make no and just, sense. And just, you know, the bit with the chopper, I don't know what was going on with that, but it was a case of get in the vehicle, don't get in the vehicle, get in the vehicle, don't get in the vehicle, get in the vehicle, don't get in the vehicle. We had C4. fun though. I'm level 69. Yeah, and it doesn't matter which way you look at that, it's still 69. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Good job, Michael. Yes. Good job. Good job, me. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, that is it from us this week thank you so much for listening if there's a specific topic you would like us to report on um, please submit it to our topic request form you can listen to us on our podcast Castbox Castro Google Podcast Listen Notes Luminary Player FM Podbean Podchaser Radio Public you can subscribe via your email we're also on Spotify Stitcher Swoot TuneIn and Overcast Uh, we re-upload in a video format to YouTube we're on Instagram Twitter or you can email us at controlsandcouches at gmail.com he is Full Metal Chicken. Yes, I am. I am Steph Afar. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're having a safe, happy day or night, whatever it is, wherever you are. And you'll hear us in a couple of days, people. True. And the movie recommendation for everyone this week is Osmosis Jones. Go watch it. It's a great movie. All right. Deuces. Yeah. Deuces. We are out. We May the force be with you. Uh, live long and prosper. And also with you. I'm off to have some pasta with Woo! the pasta sauce. And on that note, we be out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Signing off. Yeah. Beans. Ha. Uh, beans. <laughs>